Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Troyo here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. Uh, I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you, we're believing for you, and we trust that God's gonna continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now here's the message today. Hey, as Pastor Jordan mentioned, we have that Heart for the House link that you can give to. Um, we, are, we are so close to the goal that God placed on our hearts for us to be able to provide everything for this big move. And so just thank you as you gave today. Um, you don't need to hear that from me, truthfully. You don't need to hear that, but we just bless you and your homes and, and your lives for giving, the, 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 just entrusting that as you gave today, the, the Spirit just sees your heart and He's just gonna move about you. And so how many are excited for where God's taken us? Yeah. Amen. So two weeks, this is one of two weeks left here at this place. Next week, do not miss it. It'll be our final day of the fast. We're going to close out with worship, praying together, taking communion together next week, um, and then praying over this space. We have been here a little over uh, two and a half years, right? Um, So about two and a half years we've been here, and God's allowed us to do all sorts of crazy things in this place from moving from a really small room to a bigger room to a bigger room to, the, to this space now. And God's just done some incredible things. It's not about the space. It's about the people that have been transformed. Last week, we had people come into this space uh, that they heard us singing and worshiping. Um, I got to minister to the owner of this building uh, this past week. I told him that next week as we gather for our final service, we're going to pray over this space. We're going to bless this building because they've been so good to God's house. I believe there's a supernatural blessing when someone takes care of God's house. And so I said, we're going to pray for it. And he just, he's a big guy. He sat down in the chair and he started weeping. He started crying. And I don't know where he's at in his faith journey, but I just, I do know one thing that kindness leads people to Jesus. And so we just get the chance to bless this place. So don't miss next week, right? It's going to be a lot of worship. So you're like, well, I don't really like singing. Well, there'll be communion too. Praise the Lord. And there'll be a little short message, but we're going to pray and uh, just celebrate what God's done. Amen? So keep fasting. Keep praying. I want to speak today a message that I actually shared at a prayer meeting um, a couple, uh, two weeks ago. So if you're here and you were at prayer meeting, you're like, I already got this one. I can check out. I encourage you to lean in even greater. I'm going to talk about the mind today mind. And I want to speak specifically about what the Word says about our minds. As we're fasting, as we're praying, as we're seeking God's heart, um, I can't tell you how, how many people have come to me, and myself included, and I'll share a little bit about over this last couple of weeks as we fasted and prayed about how many crazy thoughts they've had, how many things that have come against their mind, even though they're in the presence of God, they're praying, they're getting the Word in them, but the mind is a battlefield. How many of you would know that to be true? The mind is crazy. And so I want to lean in together. I want to focus in here. You know, Jesus, he was tempted while he fasted. And what he was tempted at was who he was. Hey, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, what Satan was speaking to Jesus was, hey, do you have the mind of Christ? Do you understand who you are? Our minds are battlefield, but Jesus has come to claim victory over our minds. You do not have to be plagued by your mind. You do not have to be controlled by your mind. You do not have to be controlled by every thought that comes to your mind. Scripture gives us access to freedom. Anybody want to say amen to that? That's a really, really good place to say amen in your life. We have access to freedom, to walk about free, to actually sing the words. I got this joy that won't let go. Looked in my eyes. He freed my soul. 
we're giving, you're giving me directions over here. Or you can actually sing that song and you're not just murmuring the words. You're not just saying the words because they're up on the screen. You're actually proclaiming them over your life. You're actually speaking them over your circumstances. You're actually speaking them over your family. You're actually speaking them over the things that where you have seen death, chaos, and confusion. You believe life and truth and hope to come in the name of Jesus by His Spirit's power. There's about five people in this place today that got some faith in the room. It's going to change here shortly. Psalms 1, you got your Bibles? Hold your Bible up. Who's got your Bible? Phones are up everywhere. I'm going to read two pieces of scripture, Psalms and then Romans 12, 1 through 2. Psalms 1, David is writing, if you do not know many scripture verses, this is one to get in your heart. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Another translation says, blessed is the one who does not sit in the counsel of the wicked. Sit among those that are wicked, right? Hear me before you hear anything else. We are called to be in this world, but not of it. It doesn't mean that we're called to go sit in our houses and do nothing and us against them. It has nothing to do with this. What he's saying is, hey, who you associate yourself with, who you put in your life, what you allow to come in your life matters. doesn't say go, go throw the world out and forget about them. Yo, I tell you all the time, we should be, what this does, this message today, is actually makes us go more, it makes us more consumed with the people out there. So, so don't step in with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or, or sit in the company of mockers, some strong words. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord? But who delights in the Bible? And who meditates on his law day and night, night and day, day and night? That person is like a tree planted by streams of water. Get that image in your head right now. Imagine a stream and there's a massive plant, a tree. And your roots are digging deep now among the ground and you're tapping into the living water. Whew. That's who we're called to be. A person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do, it prospers. Come on, how many of you believe that as believers we're called to prosper in this life? Oh, here's Prosperity Gospel. No, it's not. It's Bible 101. <laughs> we're called to live lives that are full Live lives that are filled with grace. Are you awake this morning? Like, this is good news. Like, we're called to live lives that prosper, that grow, that reach out, that stretch out, that are there to give, that are there to pour out. We're not called to have a little tiny life. We're called to have a big life in Jesus' name. I'm not talking about your bank account. I'm talking about your heart. I'm talking about your spirit. I'm talking about your mind. I'm talking about the things that God would have for you to give to everybody else out there. You with me, church, this morning? So Romans 12 then, Paul's writing to the church of uh, Romans, and he says this, therefore I urge you, it's a plea, like I, I urge you brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. How many of you know Jesus just doesn't want you to lift your hands and worship? He doesn't want to know if you know all the words to the songs. He wants your heart. He wants your minds. He wants your lives. That's what he's consumed about. Do not conform then to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what, everybody? Those of you on this side of the room, because this TV's tanked in Jesus' name this morning. We see it all, don't worry. Some of you are like, what's happening in the screen? <laughs> by the renewing of your mind. Your mind matters to Christ. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I gave this a title. It's really, really profound. It's called A Renewed Mind Today. <laughs> a Renewed Mind. Your mind plays tricks on you. Your mind gives you crazy thoughts, right? Who's with me this morning? 
How many of you woke up today and you've already had some crazy thought? How many of you thought, man, where did that come from? How did that even get in here? This is, I've, I've already gotten worship twice today. I've gotten into the house today. I've, like, where did that, your mind's crazy. I was recently uh, at an airport with Rach, and um, if, if many of you know, I don't like flying. <laughs> I don't like flying at all. I shouldn't even speak that right. I should just say I love flying. I absolutely love flying. But I was actually at one of the little um, areas where you can buy drinks and stuff, and I, and I got me, uh, me and Rach some, some, some water and some snacks, and I saw a pilot. I said, hello, sir. He said, hey, how are you? I said, you going out on a flight? He goes, yeah, I'm going out on a flight. And he grabbed a newspaper and I think a water, whatever. But he grabbed a newspaper. I said, okay, have a great day. Bless you. And then I'm standing in the line to get into the airplane. And I see the pilot, right, that got the newspaper go onto the plane that I'm about to walk onto. And at first I was like, oh, I don't think anything about it. Like, big deal, whatever. I'm talking to Rach. We're FaceTiming Titus because it's the first time she's away from the little guy and she's just needs every second of every day. I was like, babe, he's on vacation himself in Jesus' name. He's happy. And so, so I saw this pilot go into the, the cockpit. I could see out the windows. And I see him get strapped in and get ready to go. And then I see him put the newspaper on the, like, the dash of the plane. But I'm, I'm in the, like, waiting line. I see him who's, you, you know, pilots are in charge of the airplane, right? Like, yeah. I see him put the newspaper on the dash. And I see him talking to his bu- the buddy, his co-pilot. And you know what thought I had? This brother is about to do some light reading on this airplane ride. <laughs> I go to Rach, I go, you see that newspaper? She goes, I said, I was with that guy in the line. He just bought that newspaper. There's no way he just read that newspaper from that little kiosk all the way into that. And she was like, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. I don't know. And then I thought, oh man, he's just not only going to read the newspaper while we're flying, he's going to take a nap. Because how many of you know after reading the newspaper, you just go and pass out? So I'm just like, where did this, I get on the plane, I'm like touching the plane, you know, when you could like get to the door, I'm like, in Jesus' name, oh, I got oil in my backpack, don't play with me. I got oil in my back, I took that thing up, scoop, in Jesus' name. Y'all think I'm kidding. I am not kidding. <laughs> My thoughts, my mindset, this brother's about to just drive this plane while reading a newspaper. You are in trouble. You guys are in trouble. Rachel's like praying over me, speaking life over me. Like, where did that thought come from? Why did that thing come from like just this guy just getting a newspaper? Who he, you know what, probably did read it, right? Because this thing's on autopilot 99% of the flight. Like he probably, like, but why was I so afraid? Why did I become so gripped? It's because I allowed my mind to start going from best case to worst case scenario. You ever have that where your mind just goes from one to the worst, like zero to 100 in a matter of seconds? It's because our mind is a battlefield. It's either going to cause us to sit in the world or be transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ. Our minds are attacked constantly, daily, hourly, by the minute. If you don't understand this, that, that's, that's where everything, like when you know how to operate, when you know how to move, when you do things, when you choose to get in your car, turn the key on, when you choose to get out of your car and you walk, you choose to get on the seat. It's all coming from our minds, how you speak, what you say, right? It comes out of your heart, but your mind's got to process it. You with me? Your mind is the battlefield. And today we need to understand that our minds are what carry us into the goodness of God or into in destruction that this world would desperately have for us. You know, the voice you hear the most is the voice between these two ears. It's your own voice. It's your own mind telling you. You hear from your mind more than you hear from anybody else. I'm, you know what's crazy about being a public speaker or pastor? As I'm talking to you, you know what I'm doing? You know what's happening to me right now? 
I'm getting a thousand things running through this little noggin right here. One of them being, who's the nutcase yelling right now right behind me? Some of you can't hear it. I'm thinking about all the other things that I got to do. It, it takes me to go, wow, mind settle. This is not a position for you to start speaking to me. I'm listening to the spirit of Christ right now. I'm speaking to the spirit of the living God right now. I'm not going to let thoughts come into my mind. I'm not going to let thoughts come into my, my spirit and settle. I'm going to take control every thought that comes through because we have the access to take capture every thought that comes to our mind. Do you understand this, church? Do you understand this? So today I want to allow the spirit of God to change us, to transform our minds as we're fasting and we're praying this is a call from heaven that we have the ability through the spirit of Jesus Christ to transform our minds. This is not a self-help talk. You all know, all, other religions in this world will tell you, empty your mind. Clear it out. Why? So we can walk around like a bunch of lost people that don't have thoughts? You with me? How many, like, I, I've been in moments where they're like, just clear the thoughts. And then I start thinking a thought. I'm like, this isn't working. <laughs> they're like, just let them all go. And I'm like, I'm letting them all go. I'm like, but they're still there. Like, what's happening? Our God doesn't tell us to clear our thoughts and walk around aimlessly. Our God tells us to fill our thoughts with the things of God and with heaven. Our God tells us to fill our minds with what is pure and what is right and what is holy. Our God tells us to fill our minds so that we can walk as righteousness and we can walk as sons and we can walk as daughters. Today, the question is, is your mind being renewed and are you being filled with the goodness of God and trusting him that he's going to carry you and trusting you that he's going to make you go to places and spaces that you have never dreamed of? Our mind is, a, is the place where we grow spiritually where we engage daily with what's going on around us, where we make daily decisions, where we think, uh, what we think will either be of wisdom or of destruction. You speak to yourself more than ever any other person. Today, if we're going to operate in a renewed mind, if we're going to be like a tree planted by water, we got to learn how to take captive our thoughts. Scripture tells us that you should take every thought captive. That every thought that you have that comes through this little guy right here, you can decide, hey, let that sit. Or, whoa, <laughs> I ain't letting that thing sit. I'm not allowing that thing to settle in my mind. You know how sin happens? is a thought. And then it gives birth, Scripture says. You with me? See, see, sin doesn't happen when you do the things that God's told us not to do. Sin begins with the thought. You with me, church? Sin begins when you think some crazy thought and you don't take it captive. You don't grab it and you say, in the name of Jesus, I won't allow for that to settle in my mind. I won't allow for that thought to rest where I'm at. I won't allow that, that thought to take root in my head. I'm going to take that thought captive. Have you ever had a hard, pro, a hard time locking a door with a lock, a padlock? We have a shed out back in my parents' house. And when it gets cold outside, it's super hard to close the door on the shed. And what's even worse is that the lock that my dad has, because he's too cheap to go get a really nice lock, it's one of those key locks, gets super frozen. And I got to go out there at times, when I, not anymore, but when I was growing up, and he would say, go get something out of the shed, bring it inside, close it up, and lock it up. Do you know how hard it was in the wintertime, especially when it's cold, when it's dark, when it's gloomy, how hard it was to put all my weight into the door and then shut the lock on that thing? Man, I would be putting all my weight, all my strength on it. This is how I see God. When you're in the darkest moment, when there's gloomy thoughts, when there's chaos, your weight can't make it happen. The spirit of the living God says, call upon me and I will take you captive. I will push against the darkness. I will lock up what you thought needed to be in your mind and I will replace it. Is this making, are you with me this morning? 
He wants to lock up the thoughts that are keeping you prison. See, see, this isn't locking you up. This is locking the craziness up. Oh, man. This isn't making you go, well, I'm just not going to be able to think for myself. I'm, no, God's given you with your mind to operate the way that he's called you and created you to operate, but he wants you to do it in his way. He's not telling you to just be some robot, but he's calling you to live holy. He's calling you to live set apart, and it begins in your mind. You with me? Being like a tree planted. So, so today, if we understand that we need to control our thoughts, that we're called to take our thoughts captive, that we, can I tell you, this is an epidemic in the church. It's not how good our worship is. It's not how cool our space is. It's how much we're speaking to this thing right here. It's how much we're allowing this thing then to speak to us. And instead of saying, no, 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 no. I listen to that crazy thought. I listen to that lie. While we were away, too, you know, I'm just going to share this because I don't know how much I'm going to get through today. But I was sitting at the pool with Rach. We were just relaxing. Thank you for everybody that held the fort down to get us, let us get away for a couple days. But, you know, when you get away, you, gotta, you get refreshed, you get renewed. And I was sitting there, and I was praying, and I was worshiping, and it was me and Rach and a, <laughs> a bunch of older people at this pool. <laughs> and so we were talking to people, and getting to know him, and then I just said, Rach, I got to go, I got to go take some time to go sit, and I was sitting with God, and I was saying, God, like, you know, I've been in this journey, like, what do you have for me, like, where do you have me go, like, what's going on, like, what do you have for the church, what do you have for our family, you know, I just began to talk to God, I began to talk to God, and he said, JP, there's really good things in your heart, really good things, but, but I got to get it, I got to get your mind under control, I said, but I, I worked on that already, <laughs> I found out that I'm operating out of being a son, and I was operating out of being like a pastor and a, and a preacher and a dad, but instead of being a son first. If you've been with this church, you've heard me say this. Like, I, I operated out of a whole, whole bunch of different things. Instead, our positions as sons and daughters first. If you operate outside of that, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna end up in a place you don't want to end up. Take it from me. And he said, but i got to get your mind under control. I said, my mind, but, but, but God, my mind is under control. He said, no, it's not. He says, you're allowing things in your mind that I never spoke. You ever been there with God? <laughs> Conviction? Come on. Ooh, that's, a, that's a curse word in church today. You've ever been convicted by your mind of what's coming into it? I said, but God, I'm good. I'm good. He said, no, you're not. You don't know who you are. I said, oh, now you're playing games. Now you just crossed the, no, God, I ain't going there with you. <laughs> he says, you, you may know who you are in a sense, but you don't know who you are. And he just began to work on my mind over those four days began to tell me things that were in my heart, in my mind, that I didn't even know were there. He started to expose stuff. And how many of you know, anytime God, God trains you, God teaches you, there's going to be a testing there. And sure enough, man, I got on that airplane. <laughs> I got on that airplane. We got home, and I got a text message. And the thing that God had worked in my heart and in my mind, I, I immediately was tested in. Because God was saying, hey, Jay, do you actually trust that my renewing power is alive? Do you actually want to put this into practice? Or do you want to sit in that lie? And how many of you, I, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I failed. I sat in that lie for about good 12, 14 hours. Dwelled on it, thought on it. Rachel came in. She's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, well, you know, this and that. She's like, didn't he just work on you with this? And I was like, yeah, but still. She's like, but still what? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to pray over you right now. She put her hands on me. <laughs> Began to pray, and I was still like, ah. Can I, can I share? With, is this okay? I'm not... I don't preach at you all like, I got it together. We're in this boat together. And the Lord said, yo, 
Call upon my name in your time of trouble. Look to me and know who you are. Speak my words over your life. Have a mind that is transformed and renewed because when those thoughts come, you have the power and the authority in the name of Jesus to grab those things and take them captive. They do not have to control you. You do not have to lose your life. You do not have to waste time. You do not have to waste energy. You do not have to waste a day by wrestling with where Jesus would have you to go just because a thought has been taken into your spirit and you've let it sit. Take it captive, Jay. I repented and God just began to work in my heart. It's so beautiful when you allow the spirit of God to speak to you. And so if we're going to have a renewed mind, if we're going to operate in the way that God would have us to go, we got to know this, that first, a renewed mind doesn't follow after patterns. A renewed mind, a, a person that's planted by the stream of water, do not conform to the pattern of this world. It's a pretty clear word from Paul, right? He, he doesn't say if, come on, this is 2020, right? If it feels good, if it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy, no, he says, don't do it. <laughs> Pretty clear direction, right? Like there's no arguing with Paul in this one. Well, no, don't. A renewed mind doesn't conform to the world's patterns. It doesn't fall after the model of this world. I built, uh, I was building a crib for, for Titus and I was building a couple different things in his room when he was first born. And I, I, I lost the instructions for the one piece of furniture. But I'm a guy, I don't need instructions. I'll figure this thing out. I couldn't figure it out in Jesus' name. And so what did I do? I went to the next best, op best option, YouTube. And I YouTubed how to build so-and-so shelf and style miles and stuff. And I'm watching this happen, and I'm watching this guy do it, and I'm building this thing, and I'm trying to get this thing together. And then I look, and I got like four pieces left over. I'm like, but I just watched the YouTube and everything. And then would you know that I had to call upon Rachel. <laughs> I talk about it all the time. Y'all, you don't understand <laughs> She's brilliant. And I said, Rach, can you come here, please? I said, I'm trying to build this piece of furniture. I got these extra pieces. I think he'll be all right. I don't think the crib will fall apart. He'll be good to go. And she's like, what were you watching? I said, I'm watching this YouTube channel or this YouTube video. And she says, well, what's the model number you put in? I said, what's well, this model number? And she said, JP, we didn't get that model. We got this model. And I said, oh, in Jesus' name. I tried to make a model that I was watching fit my model. Good word, Pastor. That's a good analogy. I didn't know where you were going, right? So I had no idea. Jeez. I was trying to follow that model to fit my model. And I was left with a bunch of different pieces. I was left with something that was broken. Oh. Instead of saying, no, I'm not going to conform to that model. I'm not going to conform to that pattern. I'm going to fall after the pattern of the word of God. I'm not going to conform after the world. I'm not going to talk like the world. I'm not going to act like the world. I'm not going to smell like the world. I'm going to have the aroma of Jesus Christ flowing through me. I'm not going to fall after the patterns. Just because you... What he's talking about is by conforming, he's saying just, it's just changing your outward appearance. It's not good enough just to change your outward appearance. Paul's not saying just change your outward so you're good. He's saying, no, this is a different work. You can't just change your clothes and look different. You're still following the world. And the world has nothing for you. Come on, I've said it a lot. I'll say it again. I have tasted the world. It had left me more broke. <laughs> How many of you know when the world gets you, you get, you're, you're broke? Like, I was like, where did all my money go? And he, uh, God later on told me, well, this bar, this bar, this bar, this. And I was like, and Jesus. 
It'll leave you broken. It'll, be, it'll leave you feeling empty. Because the world, what it wants you to do, it wants you to get into their pattern. And when you start flowing in their pattern, you feel really, really good at the first couple moments of it. And you feel really, really good that you're following the world's pattern. And then at some point, you got to come to the wherewithal to go, this isn't working. The world wants you to get you trapped in the pattern. It wants you to think the way they think. It wants you to be dysfunctional in relationships the way that the world is dysfunctional in relationships. Come on. We're praying for marriages and relationships today on this fast. How many of you believe who's married in the house? Raise your hand. Raise it proud. We're praying over every single one of you in Jesus' name. We're believing God's best for your marriages, for your relationship. How many of you are dating? Hold your hands up. How many of you are dating? We're praying for your mar- uh, marriages in Jesus' name. Maybe it was God. <laughs> We're praying over your relationships to be pure and to be holy and to be set apart. Not the way that you see the world. Not that you the way you see The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Not the way that you see some crazy shows on TV today that are telling you this is how you should act. This is how you should be. It's dysfunctional. We're praying over you to have minds of Christ to operate in purity and righteousness and holiness. How many of you are single? Be proud. Look around the room. Look around the room. What time is it? Hey, singles, you're loved. You're so loved. The world will tell you to fall into the pattern. Download that app. Oh, I'm going there. Actually, that's for all of you. Get that satisfaction that you've been missing. Oh, it's cold outside. Woo. I'm going to get warm. No, you ain't. You're going to get hurt. He ain't going to warm you up. He's going to hurt you, girls. I'm going there right now. We might be here till 1215. The world would tell you to follow their pattern. It would tell you to follow their dysfunction, follow their truth. You know the phrase that I love to, I don't love it, but I, I, I laugh when I hear it. It's my truth. Like, I don't even have time to unpack that. <laughs> but if it's your truth and it's my truth and it's your truth, it's all, these, all your own truths, then there's no truth. <laughs> well, this is just me. The world would tell you it's about you, but Jesus says when you come into his heart and you receive his heart, you become a part of the family. It's not you. You're not your own little entity. You're not your own little worship person. You are a part of the family of God. You are no longer just by yourself. You're in this thing with a mix of people that love Jesus that are going to, you don't operate the way that Jesus operates. You don't operate that the, world, the way the, which the world tells you is right or wrong. How many of you know the world doesn't know what's right and wrong? Huh. We got to be aware that the patterns in our lives of this world will not help us. Where does it start? Right here. Right here. This takes time. So, so if, so if a, a renewed mind doesn't fall after their patterns, then we need to know a renewed mind transforms you then. There's hope here, right? Paul says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. It would be really, really terrible if Paul just put a period there and ended the thought, right? Well, what am I supposed to do, Paul? You're the great apostle. He's like, I got you. <laughs> he says, don't, 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 don't be conformed, but be transformed. That word transformed is is opposite of outside. It's an inside. It's an inside working. Be transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind. 
So, so renew your mind, guys, and that's when you will stop following the pattern of this world. You can talk about it all day long, but if you're not allowing your sp the Spirit of God to invade this thing and directing you through the Word of God, you will end up in the same spot that you didn't want to be in. Does that make sense? Do, do not be conformed, but be transformed. You know, as followers of Jesus Christ, we should think differently. Y'all with me? When you go into your workspace, you should operate differently. When there is gossip in the break room, oh my gosh, did you see Mark? Mark, who's Mark? Did you see Mark? Did you see the, what he did on that project? Holy cow, that project is terrible. And you're like, yeah, man, he's the worst. I can't stand that guy, man. Oh, man. That's the world. What if you walked in and said, hey, what's up, guys? And they're like, Mark, this is my, actually, Mark's a good dude, just like you guys are. How's your day going? You want a cup of coffee? I got some coffee for you. Oh, pastor, they won't like me. Good news. <laughs> we were never called to be liked. <laughs> You're like, that's good news. I don't know. Stop thinking like the world thinks. Stop putting yourself in the way the world would put themselves. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's who you are. Because the world will tell you, well, if you wake up sad, just be sad. Come on. Right? I'm sad. So today, I'm sad. I'm tired. So today, you know, you know what I, I've been trying to avoid saying? How's the week? Super busy. Really? <laughs> oh, how's the week? I'm just tired. Why? Because the world says that stuff. How's your week? No, actually, yo, this week was crazy busy, but God is so good. I got to talk to this person. I got to be in this ministry. I got to do this. I got to extend a hand here. You are not your thoughts and your emotions. They're terrible slaves. Terrible masters. Oh, I feel like I'm not a value. Well, what does the word of God say about your value? Can I, can I be honest? We fall prey to our minds because we don't have the word in us enough. The word of God, it says, is sharper than any double-edged sword. You with me? I'm saying scripture, like it says that it can pierce the hardest of hearts. It can break every yoke of slavery. It can destroy what Satan would want to come against you. The problem is, is that we all know it. Well, it is sharper than any double-edged sword, Pastor, but I'm trying to say things that are, that are coming into mind. I'm trying to combat it with the word. The problem is, is that you're not soaking in the word. You're not, you're not allowing this thing. I know this is cliche and cheesy, but... Who read a book this week? Okay. Somebody's like, what is a book? <laughs> I know an old preacher used to say, well, if you read a book this week, did you finish the book? And everybody would be like, yeah. He'd be like, so you probably gave one, two hours a day to that book. Yeah. And he'd say, how much did you read this? Uh. The reality is, is that like this if this is not priority, if this is not consuming you, if this is not the thing you embrace more than ever, you will still operate in the same pattern and the same things in your mind that instead of operating in the way that which the world and the, the word has called us to operate. Are you with me? I'm almost done. Ben, come on up so you can make me go faster. Guys, our minds are plagued. And it is only by the word of God that we're able to destroy the thoughts, take the thoughts captive. I, I was... I'll say this, but you guys know this. Again, I'll just remind you. When I got saved at 22, that's a lot of years of not serving the Lord. And a lot of years allowing my mind to be something that God never intended to be. 
If you're in the room right now and you do not know Jesus and you're like, well, I'm hopeless. I, I, can't, I can't get past this stuff. I've done too much stuff. The grace of God is so big and so good that in a moment, he can transform you to who you're supposed to be. But then there's this work that continues to happen. And so I went to my pastor, Morris, who you guys all know, he's come here. He's, a, he's an overseer of this house. And I, I, he heard, you know, he knew what was going on in my life. And I said, man, I'm just having these crazy thoughts. I'm thinking about all the things that I did before that moment of giving my life to Jesus Christ. And he said, well, it's simple. And I was like, no, it's not. He said, it's simple. And I said, no. He said, I want you to pick up a stack of 50 note cards. Let's go pick up a stack of 50 note cards. And he says, I want you to find out the three areas where you're wrestling the most in your mind. And I said, identity. I think I said lust. And I think I said pride. He said, great. I want you to write out scripture that identifies and fights every single one of those on these note cards. I said, so you want me to put all the scripture verses on one note card? He said, no, I want you to write out 50 note cards to deal with this. And I want you to put on a little ring. And I want you to carry those cards with you. And I want you to have them in your bag or in your jacket or on your desk or with you in your, in your bedroom, wherever you may be. And I want you to read over those pieces of scripture. I want you to read them over and over and over and over. Turn off the TV. Stop reading other books. Don't worry about anything. Just get the word in you. And I began to do that. I began to do that. And I began to do that. And I'm going to tell you something. It worked, and it's still working. See, the problem is, is we're trying to pull from wells that, that aren't filled up. When you're attacked, you're trying to pull Scripture out from places you don't even know where it's at or actually putting two different Scripture. You're like, well, Jesus, I, I love you. You that began a completion. Like, I, like, what is... No, 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 when I feel attacked, when I feel like my, my, my life is being, being pushed up against darkness. No, no, in the name of Jesus, he that began a good work in me is going to carry it to completion. I am not the, the, the tail, I am the head. He that started will see it through. And I just start proclaiming scripture over my life. The problem is, is that we just read it, but we don't speak it. We don't speak the word over our situations. Can I tell you something? You all shout at a lot of different things in your life. You shout at the TV. Hello, you shout at your spouse, you shout at your kids, you shout at your coworkers, but you don't shout the word of God against the darkness that's coming at you. And I'm here this morning to remind you that we are called to speak the word, not just hear it, but speak it and then do it. You with me? I'm almost done. My fifth close. We are called to speak the word. If you don't have the word in you, get the word in you and ask the Holy Spirit to seal it in your heart. If you don't understand it, ask for somebody to come and move and help you and, and engage with it. Just guys, get the word in you. I'm tired of seeing people fall to depression. I'm tired of seeing people fall to anxiety. I'm tired of seeing people fall to fear. The reason why is is because we show up to church and we don't have the word in us. We're hoping that my terrible messages will help you. They ain't going to help you. They might encourage you. My whole job is to point you to Jesus. Your job is to leave here and go get the word in you. Mondays through Saturdays. Amen, Pastor. In Jesus' name. Man, what you have stored up will come out. The third point is this. we got to have our minds changed because a renewed mind then. This is the good news. I really hope everybody says amen to this. I'm finishing it with a high. A renewed mind embraces God's goodness. It embraces the goodness of God. Renewed minds can't sit in garbage. It can't sit. It says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, 
Wait, wait, the will of God for my life? Yeah, the will of God for your life and my life. When you have a renewed mind, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, his pleasing, and his perfect will for your life. Woo! You mean God's got good plans for me? Oh, yeah! You mean that he's got some, some stuff for me that I can't even imagine? Oh, yeah! You mean that my mind doesn't have to control me, but the goodness of God can control this, the pleasing will of God can control this? Oh, yeah! This should change everything about the way you see your mind and the things that you allow in your mind. When you say, God, my mind is renewed and transformed by the goodness of God, I am not going to allow garbage. I am not going to allow darkness. I am going to not allow fear. I am not going to allow those things to happen. Sure, maybe it will come, and maybe i got to pick up the phone and say, hey, yo, I'm getting attacked. And my brother and my sister goes, I'm praying with you. Start reading scripture over your mind. And what happens, guys, to bring it all together, about 14 hours of that battle over my mind. I know exactly where I was standing. My wife prayed over me and she left. I had a meeting and like at two o'clock, this was about, this was at noon. So I'm fasting and praying and the mind just was screaming and the spirit of God came and he just, I just felt him hovering over me. I know it sounds weird. That's super weird, pastor. What do you mean he was hovering? He was flying like angels? Bad church joke. Hoping not to cry. And in that moment, the Spirit of God started reminding me who I was and what was for me. Started reminding me of Scripture. Started reminding me of promises that have been spoken over my life. Words that other people have shared over me that I have, I've written down. He started to bring to mind those things. He started to bring into mind the, 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 the thing on my laptop that I have of all the miracles that have happened in this church over the past four years. I'm telling you guys, there's a book of it on our laptop. Every little miracle, God started reminding me, this is what I've done, 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 this is what I've done. I got you, Jay, I got you, Jay. It is my job to carry you, it is my job to be for you. Just renew your mind right here. And I remember began, I just began to weep in the presence of God. And I said, God, once again, I renew my mind. Every thought that is dark, every thought that is heavy, take it captive right now. I just claim your victory. I claim your power. And so right now in this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to do the same thing that happened to me in that moment here in this place. Some of you, your minds are raging. You just can't get over that thought. You can't allow for that one thing that is held on. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's the condemning voice of Satan over your life. Maybe it's unforgiveness. It'll cause chaos. It'll cause darkness. Maybe it's that idea that you've told yourself that you're an anxious person. You've told your mind that you can't be under control. You can't walk in peace. Today, I'm here to tell you that the Spirit of God is here, and He is telling you you can have peace. Peace is your portion today. Victory is yours. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if your mind is a battlefield and you need a touch of heaven right now, you need deliverance, you need to have a new mind, you need to put on the mind of Christ, slip your hand up right now. Slip your hand up. Hands are up all over the room. Hands are up all over the room. And so Jesus, this morning, right now, I pray over every hand that's lifted. I pray over every person in this place that, God, you see where they're at. You know their thoughts. But I pray right now in the name of Jesus and by your Holy Spirit's power, by the blood of Jesus Christ, that you would transform minds in this place right now. That thoughts would be different. 
that, 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 that you would rewire, God, the way their brains work, the way their minds work. God, that you would help them to have the courage to take every thought captive in the name of Jesus, God. God, that you would speak life over them. You would speak truth over them. God, that they would embrace you, your heart, God. That they would embrace your word, God. That your word would come alive in them. That your word would speak over them. That, God, they would no longer be plagued by the battle of darkness, but they would walk in the light of heaven every single day because their minds are transformed. God, so where there have been lies, rip them out. Where there's been shame, remove it. Where there has been unforgiveness, help them to forgive. God, where there has been chaos, we speak peace over it. God, where there's been confusion, you're gonna speak a plan over them. God, where there are identity issues, show them who they are. God, where they are on the brink of giving up, remind them that you are the giver of life and that you are in control. That God, they do not own their life, but you own their life in Jesus' name. And so Father, I just proclaim life. I speak truth over every person in this place. And so God, have your way in our minds. We wanna be people that operate, that walk in the goodness of our God. And so Father, we ask this all today in the name above every name. In Jesus' name, come on. And everybody says...